This is a production of KMMedia.pro. Welcome back to Positive Talk Radio. Our goal is simple, to explore evolving ideas one conversation at a time. So come on over into our world. I know you'll like it, because on today's show... I'm going to talk about an, an author who, and excuse me, she is a, uh, um, well, we're going to talk about all the things that she does. She's got a bunch of letters behind her name that uh, we'll talk about a little bit about that. She operates a place called SerenityTreeHouse.com, and it's a Serenity, Serenity Treehouse in, uh, in just south of Georgia. And she's a wonderfully talented lady. She's written a bunch of books. And I think you're going to really enjoy the conversation that we're going to have with her. But first, but first, I have to uh, introduce my good friend, Eric, and ask him what in the heck happened during halftime yesterday. Uh, well, I watched the Puppy Bowl, so I saw <laughs> a cat DJ and uh, the, another cat come down in a little flying saucer and beam up kittens that were to be adopted. So that was a great, fantastic halftime show uh, as far as I'm concerned. I, I'm i not sure which halftime show you're you're talking about, but... Uh, well, there's this person named Rihanna. And apparently oh, right, right. Is- there, there was the football game yesterday. And... Yeah. Uh, <laughs> And yes, Rihanna performed at the halftime show. Yep. If that's what you want to call it, I guess you can call it that. I have anxiety around that, which is why we have our guest on today to talk about those those things. But uh, before we go there, Eric, I would like to, and I know I've, I've been doing this at nauseum, but it bears repeating so that everybody can find a, the best way to access Positive Talk Radio. Could you explain what we're doing now? Absolutely. We're streaming the show live. And then even after it's live, you can go back and uh, watch the replay anytime you like on uh, uh, KKNW's Facebook page, uh, KKNW's Twitter page, uh, KKNW's YouTube channel, and also on Positive Talk Radio's Facebook channel and uh, and positive talk radios youtube channel so so many places to catch it live or just go to the 1150 kknw.com website and you'll see it on there streaming live as well um so no excuse for missing the show uh because there's a, a ton of ways to listen and watch it and it doesn't have to be right now if you're busy right, right. now you can you can uh, go to any of these sites and you can pick it up later. It's, and and really, of course, you make the podcast available as well. So wherever people find podcasts, they can just subscribe. Exactly. By the way, just just before we begin, I just got to tell you, I was doing some numbers crunching over the weekend. Did you know that that shows that are a being done live and b being done um, with video and audio? There's only 17% of any of podcasts at all forms that do that and less than 10% do it live. So we are, I can honestly say that we are in the top 10% of podcasts slash video casts uh, slash anything you want to call it in, in the world today. And that's, that's really is cool. And I'm not making that up either. You're on the cutting edge. And that, well, and so is KKNW, and I really appreciate that you guys are able to accomplish that. It, it's a whole different world than it was uh, 20 years ago, but it's it really is it really is cool. And I w- want to thank, uh, of course, you and KKNW for making that all happen for us. 
So it's definitely a pleasure. Well, thank you so much, sir. And we've got a great guest for you today. Her name is Natalie Kolhas, and she is, let's see, she's an MA, an LPC, an NCC, a CPCS, and a C.H.T. And, and she, I, I have no earthly idea what all of those things mean. All I know is it means that you're educated and you know quite a little bit about the world of uh, being a counselor and psychotherapy, and you're also a hypnotherapist, and you do all kinds of stuff, and you've got to work with one of my most favorite peoples of all time. Uh, So uh, first of all, I want to welcome you to the show. How are you? I'm doing well. Thank you, Kevin. Thank you so much for that wonderful introduction. And yes, there are a lot of letters after my name. Hopefully those are not producing any anxiety for anybody. (laughs) (laughs) And I do have to say that you had the opportunity, and and it's an opportunity indeed, uh, to work with Deepak Chopra. Um, and for a period of time, what, what is that like? What is, what, you know, you see him on TV all the time and you see him, um, talking about his stuff. What is, what's he like as a, as a human being? Is is it okay to talk about that a little bit? Yeah, of course. He is just lovely. Um, very, as you can imagine, very centered, um, very considerate, um, and is, somebody who is authentic like you you recognize when you're with him you're just you are getting him he's not putting on something or being somebody um he just presents the way he is um and it's a lovely experience you feel like it's very natural to be with him that's that's cool you know it's nice to hear somebody say because sometimes you know somebody that's famous and is out there they're they're not necessarily who they claim to be in all cases it's really nice to have to hear that somebody's authentic and real and they are who they present themselves to be yes it's you know it's such a joy when even if it's somebody who um you just meet um, is presenting themselves just who they are. And it's amazing how we really kind of pick up on those vibrations and we recognize when people are just being themselves and they're not kind of putting on whatever mask they feel like they need to put on or trying to walk out into the world in a way where you realize, well, they're saying one thing, but maybe they're actually doing another. And, I, and I'm happy to say that is not who he is. Well, you know, I have to tell you just to, just real quickly. I've I've been around for a while now, and there are some people that that claim to be um, uh, of a spiritual nature or to be or to be very very enlightened. And you know how I always find out if that's actually who they really are is so, when we're yeah. So what is it that you you utilize in order to recognize that? I I sit down with them in a restaurant and have a meal. If they are not nice to the waitress, if they're mm-hmm. condescending to the waitress, if they don't if they if they don't treat them like a human being and and an equal to what they are, mm-hmm. I have a major problem with that. Of course I grew up in the restaurant business, but but that <laughs> me that that is an indication that you are not who you claim to be as as a as a wonderfully enlightened human being um at least that's that's my opinion i I don't know what do you think 
I think you're dead on. You know, it is how other people treat um, others around them, not how they're, again, just trying to present themselves to you, seeing how they interact. Um, I always tell my my clients, it's not just what you say, but it's what you do. And as long as those two are aligned, um, you are walking in a place of being your true self. When those things are out of alignment, that's when we start getting into trouble. I never quite understood because I, I, I am who I am. I present myself the way I am. If you see me on the street, this is how I am. Um, I've never understood somebody that puts on an air like that and, and has a real self uh, a false center about themselves mm -hmm. uh, because they think that it's going to, I, 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 quite frankly, I don't know what they, what they think. You're the psychologist. What do they think? <laughs> so um, typically when people feel like they cannot be themselves, there's some type of wound that they have encountered usually when they were younger. Um, somebody somewhere along the line presented a message and they may have never actually said it fully, but they took it in to say, mean something about that. Maybe they didn't deserve it. They weren't good enough. If only they could do better than they could get loved. Um, and so those kind of people, they walk around with that thought. And because of that, they're constantly trying to either impress other people or be somebody who they're not because they've been told that something about them isn't okay. Something about them is broken. Something about them is not all right. And so those people often do walk around trying to figure out how can I be whatever this person is that's actually not me. And the more they do that, they actually walk into more and more troubles and more difficulties. And if they could just walk into being themselves then they would not have so much of this, what we call self-fulfilling prophecies, right? Where people are like, I don't know, something about them is off. I don't know if I want to actually be with them or whatever goes on. Um, but it is interesting. It's often these wounds that happen when we're younger um, and people make a decision. And that decision is I need to do something in order to not get hurt. And often in doing that, they do something that's not who they are. And then they appear inauthentic. And then it, it becomes, as you, as you said, it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. Correct. Yes. And so this is, we're going to have fun today. This is great to have you here, um, and Natalie, because you are um, you're a licensed professional counselor and a nationally board certified who's been uh, doing therapy for adults and adolescents for in a variety of settings for over 20 years. So you've been busy. I've what, been very busy. What got, yes, you, involved? Busy, busy. What got you started with it? Um, so, you know, I had, I was one of those kids that knew pretty young that what they wanted to do. So I knew I wanted to be a therapist and I wanted to go into psychology. Um, but like everyone else, or I will say most other people, um, I got off track because, again, I felt like I needed to make other people happy rather than myself uh -huh. and do something different. Um, and eventually, um, I recognized that is not the place that I need to be going and definitely not the path I need to be walking down. So I got back into school, finished up, got my master's degree. 
um, licensed, certified, all my little letters are after my name. <laughs> and I uh, have been working with people ever since. And I found my people in the world of anxiety um, because I actually used to have panic attacks and would be rushed to the hospital. Doctors would look at me and they couldn't figure out what was going on. And it wasn't until I was in school that I had one of those aha moments and I'm reading through all the diagnosis. And it's I said, it was like, oh my gosh, this is me. That is what was happening. That is what I was experiencing. And so when I went into the world to work with individuals, I was drawn, of course, to people who have anxiety. Speaking of which, you've got a new book that's just out, or is it out yet, or is it coming out? Yes, it's out. Uh, it came out at the very beginning of February, um, and you can find it on Amazon or um, Barnes & Noble, or you can find it on my website. So the book is out and about. What's it called? It's called Hello Anxiety, Mild Friend, Harness Your Invisible Superpower. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Now, you know, most people would say, Natalie, anxiety is terrible. It's We don't want to have anxiety. But you have a bit of a different take on that, as I, as I recall. Yes, I do. So it's interesting. Most people want to take their anxiety throw it in a closet, slam the door shut, and run away from it as fast as they possibly can. It's uncomfortable. Yes. People don't like the feeling that anxiety is um, creating in their body. Um, but what I do is I walk through with my patients, explaining to them the difference between fear and anxiety. What happens is fear is talking to us. Often it's talking to us all day long and it's saying things like don't, can't, um, stay away, all of these different messages. And that is because fear has one mission and its mission is to ensure that we're safe. It wants us to be physically safe, but it also wants us to be emotionally safe. Nowhere in its mission is for us to be happy. And this is where our anxiety is useful because it walks along with fear and it actually acts as a gatekeeper. It's watching over to notice when fear is maybe telling us something that is not 100% accurate or is going to take us away from our values or in some way maybe going to decrease the opportunities that life is presenting to us. If any of one of those three things are happening, this is when we start feeling our anxiety in our body and it's trying to get our attention. Now is anxiety when you're feeling, is that like, like butterflies in the pit of your stomach or nervousness or, or you're about to do something that you have never ever done in your whole life before and you're scared and it's, it scares you. But is that what anxiety does to you or for you? And yes. is that when you know it's, it's in its proper place? Correct. Yes. So fear uses internal voice. It's constantly talking to us. It's when we get stuck in over, maybe overthinking something. Or again, it's telling us, don't go do that because you're not going to have a good time or that's going to be dangerous or something's going to go wrong with that. Um, and what happens is anxiety has to use something completely different. So it can't use the internal dialogue. That's why it uses our bodies. 
So for some people, maybe they feel it in this pit of their stomach. It could be butterflies or it feels like a rock. Other people, maybe they feel it up in their chest. They start breathing quickly. Maybe their shoulders raise up or they find themselves having a sense of, I need to run away, right? We get that as well. I need to run away, run away, run away. So anxiety uses what is familiar to us. It, it doesn't necessarily want us to be scared because um, that's what fear is doing. So it's going to use something that we recognize, we know as anxiety, we know as an anxious feeling. And because of that, it's again, trying to use that in a way to get our attention so we can stop and ask ourselves, what is fear saying to me right now? And why would that really be upsetting? Um, I think of anxiety as a friend. My, my really good friend is getting really, really upset right now and trying super, super hard to get my attention so I can really step back and ask myself, what about that may not be 100% accurate? You know, I had a friend that uh, when I played high school football with him, um, he had what we had to, in those days, we called it a nervous stomach. Mm -hmm. Every time, every time just before the game, right, right after the uh, uh, Pledge of Allegiance or the or the um, anthem was played, he'd go to onto the track and throw up is is, is that anxiety at, at its Yes, final? yes. So sorry to let you know. But yes, yeah, so it is interesting. You know, anxiety will use, um, some people have to run to the bathroom. Um, other people, they get so nervous, they actually end up throwing up. Those are the situations that we know when it's that high of a level of anxiety, that their anxiety has been trying to get their attention for a while. And again, they're not listening to it. They're trying to shove it away. They're trying to put it into a closet. But I'll tell you, anxiety in a very strange way is loves you to death. It is like having a very loud obnoxious friend who follows you around all day long going, Oh no, don't listen to that guy. He's wrong. Oh, you can do it. I, I believe in you. Go for it. Go for it. <laughs> How come we don't have more of those type of friends around? Most of the time we have the other guys. I know we need our little cheering squad in the background, walking around with us all day long. <laughs> and that's what your anxiety can do for you. Yes. Um, and it can anxiety also conquer fear. It can conquer fear if you listen to it. And again, if fear is incorrect. Now, if there is a situation and it makes very perfect sense for you to be afraid, strangely enough, your anxiety just sits down. It, it's, you're not going to get that same type of emotion. It's going to say, oh my gosh, listen to fear. Definitely don't go there. Don't do that. That's not going to be okay for you. It kind of, people describe it as like a muddled feeling when fear is there, but we have all these other things going on as well. That lets you know, anxiety is actually trying to get in touch with us. And when we step into our lives and step into our values or step into our opportunities, this is when we can start conquering that fear because we are actually gaining information. We're gaining our own information and basing our own decisions on what we want to do next. Fear often wants us to stay at home, don't go anyplace, don't do anything. And our lives get very, very small if we let fear make decisions for us 
particularly about our life. And again, that is something that anxiety does not like. It so wants us to be able to step out and get our own information and make our own decisions. Why do you think that is? I mean, what, what, I know that, I know that we, anxiety and fear are two different emotions. Uh, but what is it about anxiety? Is that, is that kind of like the good thing that, that we want to experience it? I know, I know some people that are performers. Yes. And before every, and they've been doing it for years. Mm-hmm. And before every performance, they still have that nervous stomach. They've got mm-hmm. that anxiety. But what they tell me is, that it actually enhances their ability to perform because of that. They are at a heightened sense of ability because they're more paying attention to it. Is that right? So, yes, it is interesting because anxiety actually provides us a little bit of energy. It sparks. It's very similar to the same kind of feelings we get when we're excited. There's a lot of similarities in there. And so it's using, again, things that are very familiar to us. And it's trying to get us to say, like, if you're performing, it's saying, you're going to be fine. You're going to be great. Just step on out there and just start. Once you start and you start going, you're going to find your rhythm. You're going to do what you need to do. You're going to have a great time. Um, you're going to impact a lot of different people and people will often say uh, at the end, they'll recognize and they'll look back on it and they'll say to themselves, yeah, that actually turned out great. And it's because they listened to their anxiety and did it and fear was telling them not to. So fear again, kind of takes away from us and anxiety gives us, it gives us that little boost, that energy, that, that ability to step into these experiences. You know, I just had an epiphany and it didn't even hurt. It was, it was, it was kind of nice actually. <laughs> so the epiphany that I just had was that if you are going to do something you've never done before, you're going to speak in front of a crowd of people, or you're going to uh, go um, uh, do a sales presentation in, in front of that vice president, because you're nervous about it, you are going to prepare more thoroughly to do a better job at what it is. So it's not something to be feared. It's something to be embraced. Correct. Exactly. You got it. Exactly. It's giving you all the tools and it knows you have all the tools that are necessary for you to get through whatever that is. And that's why that anxiety comes on again, because it believes in us. And it's like, you got this, you can do it. You know how to do this. You can rehearse. It'll be fine. Just go out there and do it. Um, And again, you'll never know unless you actually step out there. That is a really important point because I think we all experience it. And if we don't, if, if we don't use it the right way, then it can be defeating as well. Right. Correct. Correct. And this is the place where there's so much outdated information out there about anxiety and fear and people lump them together. And they actually say that, you know, anxiety is aligning with fear and it does align with it because yes, it does want us to be safe. It doesn't want us to get hurt, but anxiety's mission is actually for us to step into our better selves where fear's mission is for us not to get hurt. So they're very different 
missions. Um, and when people begin to recognize it and kind of flip it around and notice it, it can be extremely empowering. That is really something. By the way, we're talking with Natalie um, Cole Haas, and she's got the book out, which is called Hello. Ang this is, should be a song title. <laughs> Hello, Anxiety, my old friend. Harness your invisible superpower. And uh, you can go to serenitytreehouse.com um, and find out all about the book and, um, and what else she does. It really is pretty comprehensive everything that she does she has retreats she has groups she's she's got a group of practitioners that she works with and we're going to talk about all of that when we come back from this break because i think it's really important if you have if you have the need if you have anxiety that can be overwhelming you can get some help for that so that it becomes a superpower rather than a a problem that you have uh just just living your life because like you said you you had panic attacks when you were when you were a kid and and i i never i was never subject to that kind of thing i can only imagine how terrible they are and how disconcerting they are when you're just trying to lead your life but but i'm going to make make you wait to talk about that when we come back from this break you're listening to positive talk radio on kknw 11:50 a.m we'll be right back don't you dare go away Hey there, I'm excited that you're listening right now, and if you like what we're doing here, you're going to love PositiveTalkRadio.net. On PositiveTalkRadio.net, each show, which is recorded live, is packed with positive information, with real people discussing real issues, and positive solutions that can work for everyone. I hope that you'll join us on PositiveTalkRadio.net and listen to all 340-plus shows. I think it's worth your time. But then, that's just me. That's PositiveTalkRadio.net, your home for great progressive positive podcasts. When you want to say more than words communicate, you can with flowers. Your custom boutique floral studio in Bothell, Washington is anaturaldesign.com, connecting you to nature through the language of flowers. Where your people are is where our flowers are beautiful. Your success is our goal. Anaturaldesign.com at your fingertips today. Hey, my friend. I'd really like to thank you for listening to the show today. As you may know, I started Positive Talk Radio way back in 2003. We were one of the first shows on KKNW for 11 months. I was fortunate to be part of many lives, making a positive difference with great interviews and discussions, creating new thoughts and ideas. Sadly, for financial reasons, I had to terminate the show. Well, it took 18 years, but we're back better than ever. And not only on KKNW Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays, but also podcasting with several inspiring channels with the same driving passion as the original. Please visit kmmedia.pro for complete information about all of these shows. In addition... If you feel called to keep positive programming on the air, you can join us by sponsoring the show and aligning yourself with our mission, which is nothing short of saving the planet and each other. Again, that's kmmedia.pro. I'll see you there.
And welcome everybody to another episode of Positive Talk Radio. It's the second half of the show, and we have got a wonderful guest who is very intelligent and and uh, uh, she's very gifted, and she's actually got a company, and she actually helps a bunch of people, and she's got a bunch of books, and she's got a bunch of programs. So I want you to hang with us for the next half hour or so, and if you want to, if you feel called, go to serenitytreehouse.com. You can find out all the information about her, and also you can you can order the book from there or from Amazon. Hello, Anxiety, my old friend. Harness your invisible superpower. Now, I've got a perfectly positive thing to say about anxiety at right now. Do you know what tomorrow is, Natalie? So, no. I Other than the fact that, of course, it is the day of love when everybody <laughs> is supposed to gather together and express their care for each other <laughs> there is somebody in our audience right now who's just going through a bunch of anxiety because tomorrow's valentine's day and they haven't done anything to prepare for it yet and they haven't got the gift yet for their significant other and now they're having a mild panic attack because they can't go home tomorrow unless they do something nice for their significant other so i would suggest by the way, uh, A Natural Design, which is the, the florist who works with us, uh, go to anaturaldesign.com and, and they can put something together for you, get it delivered, and whew, your anxiety can be over. Because uh, I, I was in the restaurant business. I used to work on Valentine's Day. So I always had anxiety because I never had time to go get something nice for Valentine's Day. And for some reason, she thought that was important. I don't know why. Maybe that's why I'm not married anymore. But but that's anxiety for you, isn't it? That is it. <laughs> so it's... <laughs> It is. It is important that uh, that you t you take care of and and anxiety is a great r reminder of of that kind of thing because now it's like oh boy I better I better find out something that I need to do so talk about your business and the the all the because you've got a bunch of practitioners that work for you mm -hmm. uh, you are working for with kids you're working with adults you're working with women you're working to try and help everyone lead their lives a little bit better what motivated you to go to this extent to do what you're doing well nowadays of course we are seeing just a spike and a rise in mental health issues and the top one at this point in time is anxiety. I feel like uh, our pandemic of COVID actually made everyone kind of sit at home for a moment and sit with themselves. And it put a highlight on the things that maybe were not necessarily working so well for them. And in that, now we're seeing so many repercussions of that. People are recognizing that they do maybe have problems or issues that they are ready finally to explore. And so this is why, um, you know, we have the practitioners we do have um, in order to help all different ages and all different types of people to address each of these issues and problems and concerns and challenges that they're walking through life with. Um, we approach everyone in a way of feeling like no one is actually broken. Um, and just being able to refine that beauty that is there inside. So we have been working diligently 
seeing our people one-on-one doing groups. Um, But some of that prompted me to write the book because I can only see so many people um, one-on-one. So I'm trying to reach a larger audience and give people skills that they can walk away with and begin to really understand how anxiety can be used and why it is useful. And my hope is that the more people um, that actually read the book are able to see um, how they can use their anxiety, um, but also be able to see how they can step into this life in a more positive way. Um, So each of my practitioners, again, we have, uh, most of our people are trained not in only just in your traditional talk therapy, but we use a couple of different modalities as well. One is something that's called brain spotting. I was going to ask about that. Yeah. Yes. So um, brain spotting, um, I don't know if you've ever heard of the term EMDR before. No. So that is a therapy that has been out for a while and it's used a lot for trauma. We have now found, um, this is what we call the 2.0 version of EMDR therapy. So it is the better, easier, softer, gentler, and more efficient way to address concerns and traumas and anxieties because anxiety and trauma often go hand in hand. Um, And using that modality really allows people to kind of reorganize their experiences and their thoughts in a way that's meaningful so they can actually step into the world and start approaching the world completely differently. Um, One of the other things that our practitioners are um, certified in and we work with is doing um, clinical hypnotherapy which is, I will let you know, nothing like you see on TV and it's not like the movies. Um, But it does, again, allow people to recognize where are those patterns that they have experienced and why those patterns maybe were originally created and what about those patterns aren't necessarily making any sense now. So now they can figure out how do they want to change those patterns in a way that feels better for them. So we do try to kind of utilize different types of modalities and we pull them all together so that um, it's a little bit more of a holistic picture on how people can align what we have as, you know, we may know one thing, but we feel something else. And if we can get that aligned, so what we know is actually what we feel that's when we can actually start walking into the world in a place that feels so much better for us. Well, that, that's, that really is awesome. Cause like, like uh, clinical hypnotherapy, you can't make people bark like a chicken. If chickens no. bark. No, I always tell people I cannot make you cluck like a chicken unless of course you actually really want to cluck like a chicken and then you'll go ahead and cluck like a chicken, but I can't actually make you do that. <laughs> but what you can do is to, is to set up a, certain parameters that that will work for an individual and help them. Uh, now, I, I wanted to ask you because I've never, I, I don't know. I have, I don't think I've ever had a panic attack. Mm-hmm. Um, what is, what does a panic attack present itself like? And how do you know if you've had one or ha- are having one? So it uses a lot of different body sensations. I have a, I often tell a story um, for people where I differentiate 
the difference between fear and anxiety. So if you don't mind, I'm going to kind of take you on this little visual for a moment. Take us on a journey, please. I will take you on our journey. So I have people imagine that they have walked into a big building and in the building is a maybe a classroom or a boardroom. You walk into the boardroom and the table is surrounded by all of these people. Now, they have said, you know what, Kevin, we want you to come and stand on the middle of the table. And of course, you're a little like, I'm not quite sure why you want me to stand on the table. But in the moment, you're like, I'm just going to kind of do what I'm being told right now because I'm not sure what's happening. So you get up, you stand in the middle of the table, and in walks the manager. And the manager has a piece of paper in his hand. And on that piece of paper, it says, Kevin will not succeed. And he throws the piece of paper onto the table. Now, immediately, all the people around that table start digging on in to every piece of information that they have. Now, what you didn't know is they have every feeling, thought, and experience you have ever been through in your entire life at their fingertips. And they start pulling it up. They're pulling it up on laptops. They're pulling up on phones. They're opening up books and encyclopedias. And they're just going through everything. And they start saying, well, you know, he didn't do so well that time. And remember, that was the time when, you know, he kind of squeaked by. And oh, my gosh, can you remember that time when he did this? And they just start talking about all these things. Now, the doors open up. And your very, very best friend walks on in and they see you standing on the table and they hear all these people talking about these horrible things about you. Now, your friend does not like this. So they're trying to get your attention. But there are so many people at the table, you can't hear their one voice. At this point, everyone at the table has started turning towards the future. Now they're just making it up. They're saying, well, you know. If that happened in the past to Kevin, it's definitely going to happen in the future. There's no way anything's going to ever be different. It's completely going to happen that way. And they're getting louder and louder and louder. Your friend has tried to reach across the table. At this point, they're grabbing your feet and they're trying to pull you off. And they see you. You are starting to get glassy-eyed like deer in a headlight. You are just starting to shut down. So your friend, they're just like, you know, I'm not going to let this happen. I cannot. And they climb up on the table. They're shaking your shoulders, trying to get you off the table until finally they do the only thing they feel like they can do. They grab you. They throw you out of the room. And they slam the door shut. That is what we know as a panic attack. And the person who put the topic on the table was fear. And your very best friend who came in to rescue you, that was anxiety. I want to know who, who the rest of those people were. I want to go <laughs> yell at them. Those are all the little people of our brain. Our brain just digs in and looks for any information to support whatever the topic is. And again, our brain is like a computer. So it doesn't care if it's a good topic or a bad topic. It has, it has no kind of skin in the game. It's like if we're searching on our computer, our computer doesn't go, oh no, Kevin, don't look at that. That's not a, that's not a good thing for you to look for. It just looks for it. It just 
pulls it up and our brain does the same thing. If we are looking for information, our brain will find anything it can to support and validate whatever that topic is. And this is where and why our anxiety is so useful. Because again, if fear is having us look for a very one-sided piece of information, and information that at the end of the day is probably not going to be 100% accurate or take us away from our values, right? This is when our anxiety is going to get very upset because it knows there's a lot more information in there. And we really need to be looking for that information. How do you turn it off? So what we work with individuals is we call it kind of stepping off the table. You know, one of the big things we that we want people to be able to do is to first become aware when their anxiety is trying to get their attention. Do they feel it in their stomach? Is their breathing going up? Are they starting to sweat? Are they getting that antsy feeling like they need to get off the table, right? It's what's going on. And again, anxiety is going to use all kinds of familiar ways to get in touch with the person. And so soon as your awareness comes up, what we tell people to do is what we want you to do is step off the table and take a moment to kind of ground yourself. Um, there's a lot of different grounding techniques that are out there. One of the simplest one is to use our breath. Uh, we find when we talk with people about doing breathing techniques, they often say, well, I've done that before and it hasn't worked. And then when we ask them to show us, okay, well, what are you doing? It's like, well, that's why it's not working because you're actually not doing it correctly. So we will walk them through the process of how to do that type of deep breathing that turns your brain signal off for a moment. And it actually activates what's called our parasympathetic nervous system. That's the part of our nervous system that allows us to rest and digest, become calm, so then we can ask ourselves, what the heck was that about? And what was that topic? And now that I think about it, I can understand why my friend was so very upset. So you really need to kind of step back and review what's going on and kind of become a non-active participant. Is that a good way of putting it? Yes, correct. And so if you can get yourself grounded, which is being in the present, because again, fear wants us to look at everything that's happened in our past and everything that's going to happen in the future. It doesn't want us to stay in the moment and grounding brings us into the moment. And if we can bring our focus into the moment, doing things like breathing exercises, um, another really simple one is Start singing your favorite song. See if you can pull all the words out and remember it. Again, get into the present. Um, we also walk people through a five, four, three, two, one technique, which is where you use all of your senses and you look for five things and then, you know, go through all the different senses, four things you can feel, three things you can hear, two things that maybe you can smell and one thing you can taste. And we take them through that because it brings them into the moment. It shuts down a lot of the noise so you can step off the table and then you can become aware and then ask yourself what was going on there. Do you find that, um, 
in order for you to be as successful as you would like to be in life, that you need to turn off these voices, these insidious things in your head that keep saying, you can't be a talk radio show host. You can't do that. What's the matter with you? you or, or you can't be a, a, a psychotherapist or you can't, you can't be a great garbage collector or base. You can't do any of these things. Do you need to turn that voice, those voices off in your head? And how do you do Is Is it being quiet and staying in the moment, the best way to do it? Being quiet and staying in the moment is one of the best ways to do it. And what we work with people is to kind of switch the talk around because our brains are always on and they're always thinking and there's always these little conversations going on. I tell people, particularly when we maybe are helping them to learn how to meditate and they think that they're not supposed to be thinking anything. And I say, well, if you're not thinking anything, you're going to be dead. And that's not what we're aiming at right here. (laughs) I'm sorry. I want you to be here and alive. And so we can move forward. Okay. Um, So what we're trying to do is we're actually trying to turn the talk into what's a more of a balanced conversation. So let's say the topic was, could Kevin succeed? Now our brain's going to find the ways that maybe would be challenging, but also all the times where you actually have been able to be successful and all the things that you do have as far as capabilities. Um, That is more of a balanced conversation. And strangely enough, when we're in a balanced conversation, our anxiety will actually also sit down because it believes that we can look at the good and the bad the the ugly and the beautiful and take all of that information together and make a decision for ourselves. Um, when we have balanced information, that allows us to figure out what is in my best interest. How can I proceed? But what happens is if it's unbalanced, um, if it's very negative talk, this will get our anxiety up. And strangely enough, if it's also extremely positive talk, this will get our anxiety up. So if the topic was Kevin is the most amazing person in the world and everybody's going to bow down to him and love him. Again, your anxiety is going to go, whoa, 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 whoa. I'm sorry. Something about that's a little, uh, maybe not 100% accurate. Right. So it's yeah. come together. just calm down, sister, just <laughs> calm down. <clears throat> but I wanted to ask you too, you know, interesting story. Um, it involves you as a matter of fact, by the way, we're talking to, Natalie Kohlhaas. And if you go to serenitytreehouse.com, you can get her book, Hello, Anxiety, My Old Friend, Harness Your Invisible Superpower. And um, you can get that on Amazon. It just came out in February. And I suspect it's doing really, really well. And it can and it can help you. But um, yesterday, I get an email. I had a book scheduled, or I had a guest book for today, and I'm very careful about who I book on KKNW because it's going out into the airwaves and so forth, and that's very important to me. And um, they canceled because we're having construction done at the house, and we it's going to be loud, and I've got nowhere to go, so I'm going to cancel and rebook for another time. He said, okay, fine. Um, and so I, here I am going, okay, so what am I going to do? I don't have anybody booked and I don't want to book just anybody. I want it to be somebody that I really believe is going to have a a positive impact on my audience. And, uh, and I get this message in my head that said, it's be fine. Just trust. Yes. 
it's going to be it's going to be just perfectly fine and so i went the night to watch the super bowl didn't understand halftime that's just me and, <laughs> and and all of that went to bed woke up in the morning and i get this email from uh from your publicist and um it just dawned on me well you know i, have, I normally do like a 15 minute pre-interview and stuff like that and I looked at your your information. I looked at who you are. I looked at your education level. I looked at I, I listened to some of your your interviews and stuff. And I said, this person is really good and they will fit perfectly on KKNW. And then I and then and then the little voice came in my head. Came, oh, yeah, but she's she's really talented and she's really busy. <laughs> she's not going to be able to. I mean, you're talking about doing booking, re changing the booking today. And that's not going to happen and stuff. So, but I overcame my fear of asking your publicist and it turned out that you were available and uh, we could put this show together, which is extraordinary, by the way. Yay. Yay. See, you were listening, that little voice inside your head, right? That little knowing, right? That's that place when our anxiety, when we're quiet, our anxiety will actually talk to us. It doesn't have to use our body. It's more of what we call right that alignment. And when that alignment comes on, that is what people often say is a sense of intuition where you just know, you don't know why you know, and you're like, yeah, it'll be okay. I have no idea why I know that, but it will. And, uh, and thankfully it all worked out. And it's just like such a great pleasure to be here talking with you tonight. I mean, it's just lovely. Well, and it's, it's, it's a matter of trust. If you, if you understand that everything is there for a reason and mm -hmm. it's going to work out just fine if you, mm -hmm. ac according to the gospel, according to Paul McCartney, just <laughs> let it be. Just let it be. Exactly. And everything will work out fine. And it's worked out even better than I could have hoped for. So I want to thank you very much for being here. You are you are delightful. And I will have you back anytime, anytime that you feel like there's a fear coming up again. She's going to say no. She's gonna say no. <laughs> Just reach on out, Kevin. It'll be okay. We got gotcha. <laughs> But it's, it's it really is. Isn't it cool when you start getting a sense of that? Isn't it cool how life actually works? It is. And it's amazing. And it does give a sense of security because you realize, you know, what is going to present is for whatever reason, maybe going to be even better, or it's going to be exactly what it needs to be. Um, we don't have to be in a place where we have to control everything. And again, fear often wants us to try to control. That's what I hear all day long with my anxiety people. I need to control everything. And when they start actually letting go and just seeing what happens and just stepping into whatever the beauty that's out there in the world, it becomes so much more magical. And it allows everyone to recognize, again, just how many opportunities that are there that are maybe calling to them. Um, and to embrace it in whatever way feels their best. I am just standing here beside myself because I'm so lucky to be able to talk to people like you who get it. And, and because of how you get it, I'm getting it. Yeah. And it, it, it's when you make that, that paramount shift to life isn't horrible and it's something to be feared rather than it's something to be enjoyed and 
don't worry. What was it, Bobby Farron? Don't yeah, worry. Don't worry. Be, be happy. happy. <laughs> yes. Yes. And, and great things happen when you do that, rather than oh, the Eeyore effect is what I call that. Yes. Yes. Definitely. And I'll tell you, you know, we are just blessed to have you out there looking for people who are bringing in so much opportunity and positivity into the world, particularly today. You know, there's such a need for it. And I just want you to know, I definitely appreciate you. And I know your listeners appreciate you to be able to provide um, just the way to look at things and not have the Eeyore effect or not to go through life feeling like there's always doom, gloom, or I have to control every single moment in order to somehow rather experience this life around us. And again, that always just ends up taking away. I have to tell you a real quick story of a gentleman that I talked to previously. He's going to be on the show in a couple of weeks and he is a motivational speaker. And he was talking about the same thing that we're talking about. And he was at a mastermind of a a gal, her name escapes me, but uh, she was a very, very famous doing this mastermind. And she was going around the room, asking everybody what they would like. And, and this one lady uh, was 80 years old. And she said, all I want is Patrick Swayze to come teach me how to dirty dance. (laughs) Okay. There were 20 people in the room. What are the chances that that could ever possibly happen? The lady next door tapped her on the uh, um, arm and said, when would you like to do this? Patrick's my son. Oh my gosh. (laughs) I love that. I love that. Right. That's like gonna, I'm going to create the, the life that I want to be able to create and just put it out there. And, and you'd be amazed how often it happens. Um, Will you come back and talk to me again? I would love to come back and talk with you again. Definitely. You, you are, you are sensational. And, uh, we've just got a couple of minutes left before Eric turns the lights off, turn the (laughs) lights off on us. Uh, so if you would be so kind as to tell our audience, anything that's on your heart that you would like them to know of the audience is listening today or those in the future. So I really want everyone to be able to walk away and understand that anxiety will never give up on you. Um, It actually cares deeply about you and who you are. And when you learn to listen to your friend, you begin to understand that anxiety wants you to reach for your own truth and for all the wonder that is out there in the world. And I do hope that people will pick up my book, Hello, Anxiety, My Old Friend. Um, And I do want them also to know if they are interested, we have an online course that is called Harness Your Superpower. It's at harnessyoursuperpower.com. And it helps walk through some of the techniques that we've been talking about today so that they can begin to understand anxiety differently and actually begin to walk into what I call our better selves. And our better selves is where we all deserve to live. So right. That is completely correct. I love it. <laughs> and if we, if you, if you need help with that, uh, Dr. Natalie can help you. SerenityTreeHouse.com. Uh, go talk to them. They can be of service. 
So with that, I again want to say thank you, Natalie, for being here. It's been my pleasure to have you, and I look forward to having you on next time. And by the way, everybody, take care of one another and be nice to one another because each other is all we've got. We'll see you next time on Positive Talk Radio.